The following is a presentation of the Eastern Michigan Sports Network from Learfield. Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Your chance to get in on the action. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. Did the Easter Bunny deliver to your house over the weekend? We certainly hope it did. If he didn't, well, he was probably stuck at O'Strike Stadium because he was delivering hits, Alex Jewell. I was going to say, if the Easter Bunny himself didn't deliver anything, the Shane Easter Bunny delivered a big career milestone, Greg, as we were out at O'Strike Stadium for a four-game set against Ohio, and Shane Easter, the senior captain for this ball club, hit the 100-hit milestone. So it was a good Easter for him. Eric Roof said it. There's a lot of Easter-themed names on this baseball roster, and they got a nice win on Easter Sunday yesterday to close out the week. Yeah, they did. Taylor Hopkins, Christian Balt, also part of the equation. So Easter Michigan able to salvage the finale of that set against Ohio. The Eagles went into the weekend in the number three seed. They leave the weekend right there deadlocked in a log jam in the middle of the pack at the MAC tournament race. Uh, a long way to go, but this will be a critical weekend coming up for Eastern Michigan as they go to Toledo to take on a rocket ball club tied with them in this MAC race. A huge weekend. Toledo is playing improved baseball. They're going to be a challenge going to Toledo. One thing for Eastern Michigan is the pitching staff. This week against Ohio, the first three games, they struggled. They gave up a lot of runs. Now, Ohio is a really good offensive team, Greg, but it was a nice thing to see Sunday. Luke Russo came in to start the game. He picked up his second win this week. He was excellent in the starting role for, for Eric Roof's company. And then Nick Chatham was able to battle back through some illness and through a really great three innings. So after a rough th- first three games, Eastern Michigan held Ohio to just two hits. The pitching staff doesn't need to hold teams to just two hits every game because this offense for Eastern Michigan is prolific, has been great all season long. But getting those pitching numbers a little bit more in rhythm to where they would like to see them will help this team. But make no mistake, this, I think, was a good weekend for Eastern Michigan to experience some of that adversity. If you talk to uh, the players and the coaches, I think they're ready to take on the challenge and overcome that. And we've talked about it all year, and we'll keep saying it. The home run ball, the offensive power, that's the great equalizer for Eastern Michigan. They're not going to be out of too many games. If you missed it, I don't know where you were, but you could have watched it on All Access. Alex and I had the call all weekend long. Zach Fruit with a statistical oddity is he strikes out 10 batters for the first three innings. You're asking, how do you allow 10 strikeouts? There's only nine outs in the first three innings. Well, there was a wild pitch slash pass ball in there on a third strike that allowed runners to get to first. So he's still able to strike out the side, but a very impressive tally that hasn't been done very often, even in the major league level. Yeah, even in the major leagues, uh, I think the number is only 98 times a pitcher has had four strikeouts in in an inning. So, um, And I think nobody has had 10 in three innings. So certainly a statistical anomaly. We saw that, that it has not happened many times in the NCAA. Last year it happened one time. Um, but seriously, certainly an interesting stat line. I think if you were to ask Zach Fruit, he would rather have the win in the column. Unfortunately, that didn't come, but certainly a statistical anomaly. And then another set of statistics that were really good that was off the baseball diamond, Greg, was this past weekend on the golf course. Eastern Michigan women's golf. We'll hear from their star, Anna Watson, today. They were really, really good. Third team title of the season already. Anna Watson was incredible. Two career rounds. I know you got to follow that all weekend long. And a 16-stroke win 
for Stephanie Jennings Club. 16-stroke win, largest in school history, also tied the program record for a 36-hole tournament. That was a 585, something they accomplished right before COVID at the Low Country Invitational uh, down there in the Low Country. They came and attacked the field. I mean, uh, putting a strong performance on the board in advance of the MAC championship, Anna Watson, a school record 138, uh, better than Emily Podolinski's number that she had years and years ago as the MAC freshman of the year. So they're going to be a talented bunch to watch this weekend in the Glass City as they will shoot for the first ever MAC championship that Eastern would able to host because Kent State has never not won a crown since women's golf became I was going to say, sport. how many years in a row is it? That's over 20, right? Yeah, we're pushing like 22 now. Yeah, so somebody needs to finally dethrone Kent State, and I think Stephanie Jennings Club has a good opportunity to do that. So you can follow that tournament all weekend long. Greg mentioned it. Baseball's in Toledo. The MAC championships are in Toledo. A lot of chance to follow that and numerous other sports throughout the week. We certainly have an opportunity for you to be involved. Uh it was also uh, an opportunity to come out and see baseball a couple different ways. On Tuesday right now, weather permitting, they're scheduled to host Siena Heights on Wednesday. They're supposed to play under the lights in East Lansing. The Spartans have struggled this year, but Eric and Jonathan, a chance to return to their alma maters. Big weekend for track. They'll be at the Jesse Owens Invitational in Columbus for the host of the Scarlet and Gray themselves. And then tennis, their senior weekend, they get... The Broncos of Western Michigan on Senior Day at 1 o'clock on Friday. And then the Racers of UNOH at 5 o'clock that night. So lots of things to go on this weekend before women's tennis wraps up the regular season in Muncie on Sunday. Well, they've already beaten Ball State once, who was the number one team in the league, was undefeated at the time. Maybe they can do it again. You mentioned it, Greg, a lot going on this week. A lot that was also going on this past weekend as Friday night football wrapped up their spring campaign with the annual spring game. The weather was not great. It was rainy. It was windy. But a lot of people still found their way out. A lot of people almost tore down the tables, I think, at the spring game, the annual spring sale. The Adidas gear sale was a success. So thankfully, thanking everybody that came out for doing that. I know Coach Creighton really appreciated the uh, support the players did as well. If you missed any of the coverage from that, you can go to EMU Eagles. There's a full recap. There's a video highlight. You can catch Coach Creighton's press conference. I know everybody, as we get, keep moving on, we're only about a week and a half from the NFL draft. People start itching a little bit for football. So there is some coverage there if you missed any of that from the spring game. Well, and there also, don't forget, it was the first opportunity for the USFL to take the field over the weekend. And Terry Myrick was able to be a starter for the Michigan Panthers in that game. So football is back, but yes, Eastern Michigan football came back in a good time way, even though uh, it didn't show a whole lot because the weather was so poor. The weather was poor, and as we're recording this right now, it is currently a snowstorm in uh, mid-April here in Michigan. Of course, it is Michigan, so I already looked at the weather for this week, and it looks like it could be up to 80 degrees by Sunday. So as anybody that's listening to this podcast knows, and we know certainly in this part of the country, snow today doesn't mean anything for tomorrow. But while it's ice cold outside, we have a red hot show for you today. So let's get to it. Right on the other side of this break, it's senior captain Shane Easter from the Baseball Diamond. We told you about his 100th hit, but why not hear it from himself? And then 
Greg Steiner sits down with Anna Watson, an interview that was recorded before the season, so it's a great way to learn a little bit more about her and what it's like to play with her brother here at EMU. For 82 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has been and continues to be committed to families all across Michigan. By providing access to care however, wherever, and whenever they need it, Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Well, there's been a lot of talk about baseball this year, Greg Steiner, and for good reason, because Eastern Michigan is right in the hunt for the MAC championship race, trying to get into that top four and play for postseason play. One of the big reasons for that, Shane Easter, senior captain, he joins us now. Shane, we're going to talk a lot about the team that, that has been so far this spring, the rest of the way. But first, we have to congratulate you on a milestone because Sunday was a big day for you, 100 career hits. Just take us through uh, what it meant to hit that milestone and then have your team help be able to hit, celebrate you here at home. And and I know the fans did a great job of recognizing you too. Yeah, no, it was really awesome. I mean, uh, hearing it over the PA system, I didn't even really know that it was my 100th career hit. Um, apparently my parents knew the whole time because you guys were talking about it on the broadcast a couple days ago. And um, yeah, no, when I heard it on the PA system, I was like, wait, was that really the 100th hit? I was I was excited. And uh, I turned around and all my teammates are coming up to me and saying congratulations, give me a high five. So it was, it was a really cool moment. And uh, to be able to spend that with my teammates and then my family who was there as well was really cool. Fifth year in the program for you. How has this unit changed over time since you started here at Eastern Michigan? Yeah, um, I think it's just the relentlessness. I mean, uh, this is a team that doesn't really give up, uh, especially on like a weekend like this weekend. You know, we lose the first three games and, uh, you know, a lot of teams, a lot of past teams may have just kind of put our heads down and kind of maybe not won that last game. But uh, we were able to fight back and um, win that last game. So, I mean, it just shows how relentless we are and how we're just going to keep coming day in, day out to try to win, win a championship. A year ago, you were an everyday guy having your best season that you've had. And then a hand injury kind of ends things for you. How do you change the perspective then having to go to be the guy picking everybody else in the dugout and then going back to being back out there every day this year? Yeah, no, I think uh, just kind of taking it the same way, uh, just being that leader, uh, vocal leader. I pride myself in being a vocal leader and uh, trying to lead by example. And like you said, with the hand hand injury, I wasn't necessarily able to lead by example on the field, but I was able to kind of step back a little bit and uh, see it from a different point of view and try to help guys out try to tell them what I'm seeing. Maybe uh, maybe I see the pitcher maybe tipping his pitches, maybe helping that way. And then again, this year, trying to do the same thing, but being able to do it on the field as well. One thing we've seen over the course of Eric Roof's tenure is that when Roofy first got here, and he will tell you this straight up, that he had such a professional mindset that there really wasn't a lot of kind of the joking in the dugout and, mm-hmm. the, and more of the fun celebrations. But as he's progressed as a head coach, you, the team has taken on more of that fun identity. Yeah. So this year, if, if somebody sees you guys hit a home run, everybody's out of the dugout. You guys are going crazy. Always keeping it respectful. But last year it was the horses in the in the bullpen. This year it's the home run celebration. How does how do those things come about, or is it just kind of naturally between team and team? Um, it's kind of a between team and th- team. Uh, just kind of get like some inside jokes, some kind of things that we see, kind of see, see what works with our culture and our guys. And uh, it was actually funny the way we came up with the double sign and the home run some celebration this year was uh, we were all in the hotel one night. Uh, Dan Workington, Ryan Lux, and I and we were just kind of thinking like, man, last year was really fun. We had some good ideas ideas and stuff like what can we think of what's the big thing that we do and uh funny thing was like trevor house would always kind of do like this boom thing you know with his hand up and go boom like maybe maybe we have to do something with that so we thought of that and the guys kind of ate it up so that's how it kind of came about 
Well, it's probably better than the uh, Kirk swimming at second base. I'm still trying to figure out what's oh, going on there. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, that's a little Sunday fun day joke, uh, but it was it was a good time. He's, he's a funny guy. Sometimes people take the term utility player to be disrespectful. It means you haven't earned one position. Mm-hmm. If anything, you've embodied it because it means you can play all nine roles. Uh, that only helps your ability to be out on the field. It could be yeah. third, first, or as we saw just yesterday, center field making a diving grab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, my father always told me, that, you know what, if you can play anywhere and hit the ball, you're, you're going to be in the lineup. So ever since I was a little kid, uh, I always prided myself on being athletic and being able to play everywhere and help the team. And uh, that's kind of how I embrace it, you know, just being able to go everywhere, uh, help the team any way that I can. And if that means playing in different positions every day, that means playing different positions every day. Well, one thing you said is hitting the ball. And this team has been able to hit the ball this year. Just looking at the home run numbers alone, there's five players in the MAC that have 10 or more home runs. Three of them are on your roster. Mm -hmm. You guys have hit 46 long balls. The numbers go on and on. 10 plus run games all up and down the the stat sheet. Mm -hmm. What's it been like to be a part of this offense? This is the best offense you've been a part of. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like it keeps you guys in every single game. Yeah, no, just kind of like what you said, it just, it keeps us in the game. And, uh, I feel like we're never out of it, you know. I mean, we have big, uh, being big bats in the lineup all the time, and uh, it's kind of exciting, you know. And you see guys like Dan Workington, Gabe, Kirk. I mean, even Oberg. All of those guys can put the ball out of the park, and when they're up at the plate, you're just you're excited. You're ready for something to happen, and uh, it's really big for our offense, and it uh, keeps us very confident in every game. One of the things we've also seen is Rufy in his use of technology, something that mm-hmm. baseball has traditionally been slow to adapt to, but you guys have embraced it. Analytics, video everything how has that helped your game too yeah no uh it's it's been awesome uh just for me more of like the base running aspect uh i um struggled early on in my career with base running and uh i just thought it was kind of more of like i couldn't read the picture i didn't know what they like their pickoffs looked like what they had uh what their timing was and uh with uh synergy and uh, the video technology that we have now um you can kind of see kind of the pitcher's tendencies and what they do on the base paths if they hold longer when they don't hold how many looks they take at first base and uh that kind of helped me a little bit and just being able to read the pitcher's and uh, for the base running aspect. Well, if you look at this team right now, we talked a little bit about it, 14 and 19 overall, 10 and 10 in Mid-American Conference play. I, I think it's fair to say that maybe out of all the years you've been here, maybe except for 2018, right now is the latest that you guys have really been in this hunt to try to make this mm-hmm. tournament. Uh, of course, a couple of years it's been different with COVID and everything, but this year the top four teams will get a chance to play. Yeah. As you're coming down the stretch, from your perspective, what what needs to happen for this team to continue to have success? And and how often do you guys talk about trying to get in that top four? Is it really just a day-by-day thing? Yeah, no, um, it's it's been from day one. We've talked about it. You know, when they last year we didn't have the tournament, so it was kind of a, a bummer. You know, we were we were heard about it. We thought we were a good team. We thought we would be a really good team in a tournament. And um, when we finally got the max said that, hey, the, the top four teams are going to be in a tournament we right away that was our goal so we talk about it actually a lot and um, what we need to do is just kind of continue to play our kind of baseball you know be relentless um, come to the ballpark every day ready to work and uh, never count ourselves out you know we're always in the fight Rufy says and uh, just knowing that why not us you know we have a good team we, we believe in ourselves we believe in each other and uh, just going out there and making it happen is what we need to do here with Shane Easter on the Eastern Insider Podcast. As a kid who grew up on the west side of the state in Kalamazoo, 
You've got a team you could play for. What enticed you to come here and put the green and white on? Yeah, no, uh, definitely the recruiting process of it. Um, Rufi and I had a good relationship in, when I was in high school. You know, he, we contacted each other a lot, and uh, I just felt at home with uh, the, the coaching staff and uh, with Rufi and everything. And, um, you know, other schools, um, especially with Western being five minutes from my house, you know, I just, I just didn't feel like that's where I needed to be. I felt like I needed to get out, you know, see the world a little bit. And um, Eastern was a home yeah. for me, and Rufi made it that way. Well, you know, we always, it's kind of unfair. We always get to ask coaches, how has this player progressed or how, is, how has this player changed in their time here? Mm-hmm. I'll flip the script a little bit and ask you. You've been with Rufi. You've seen him make that transition. How has Eric Roof changed as a, as a head coach over your career? Um, Kind of going back to what we talked about earlier with the professionalism. Um, in his first couple of years, you know, he was he was pretty stern. You know, he, he had his, you know, he had his ways and, you know, not really kind of adapting completely to like the college baseball rah-rah thing but uh as time progressed you know he's kind of getting along with it and he's he's eating it up he's kind of getting with it and uh he, he's he gets excited you know when he sees us going out there doing the big boom you know he gets excited and fired up so I've seen that in uh, his progression a lot you got some games before you get uh to it next week but uh the opportunity to play at Comerica Park downtown Detroit mm-hmm. against Alma next Tuesday night uh that's got to be a pretty exciting feeling knowing you guys have been there but then it's been taken away with rain delays and everything else so mm-hmm. a true chance to play there yeah no uh it's it's going to be an awesome opportunity i mean any time that you can play on a professional or even a major league baseball park is uh truly a blessing and i know our guys are going to be excited for it and uh it's going to be fun you know uh you always want to show out when you're playing at a ballpark like that so I'm excited for our guys, and I'm I'm sure they're ready to go. You choke up a little bit on the bat for that home run during batting practice? <laughs> exactly. You know, you get the bat head out a little bit. <laughs> well, I know that uh, we've got a lot of baseball left to play this season. I know that at the end of the year, you'll say the favorite memory is, is winning that MAC championship and hoisting mm-hmm. that trophy. But here and now we're talking, hard to believe, last campaign, last go-around for you. Mm-hmm. It's been a long and great career at Eastern Michigan. When you think back at this point, what are, what are some of the things you're going to miss most about, about not being here? here uh, when that time comes yeah no it's it's gonna be the teammates I mean the time that you spend with those guys it's it's every day and uh I mean just the little things just I mean I live in a house with five of the guys and just waking up and just hanging out in the living room being with them is just is awesome and we great or create a big bond and a great bond and uh they're gonna be my friends for the rest of my life so it's definitely gonna be the the teammates and uh the experience with them Shane, can't appreciate your time enough. Congratulations on the 100th hit. Thank you, Congratulations guys. on the success so far, and hopefully a MAC championship to come. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. There he is, Shane Easter. He and the baseball team have a packed week. You can catch them tomorrow against Siena Heights, Wednesday against Michigan State, and then all weekend long at Toledo in a big MAC series. Let's take a quick timeout. On the other side of it, we'll come back with women's golfer Anna Watson. She had a career weekend this past week in the Lady Jaguar Invitational. All that and more next on the Eastern Insider Podcast. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. There's only one place in the state of Michigan that takes you straight inside the locker room, and that's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Your chance to get in on the action, bringing you more coverage than any other program in the mitten. 
Well, if one career day wasn't enough, how about two? That's exactly what Anna Watson, sophomore golfer, was able to do this past weekend as she led the Eagles at the Lady Jaguar Invitational in Carmel, Indiana. Eastern Michigan, well, they won the tournament by an incredible 16 strokes. It's their third win of this season under Stephanie Jennings, and Anna Watson was the star. After an opening round, three under 69, she did it again on the second day and easily cruised to her first career individual title. Greg Steiner sat down with Anna prior to the start of the season to learn more about her, her journey to EMU, and what it's like to play at the same school as her brother. Here's a portion of that conversation on the Eastern Insider Podcast. Kind of a unique story. You get a brother-sister combo to come to Eastern. That's not very often that somebody wants to go to school the same place their brother goes. No, that's actually probably one of the reasons I came here, though, because... Max and I play a lot of golf together, and it was just like, it's nice knowing he's here. Eastern's not far from home, which is another nice aspect. What was it about campus or the golf program that was also really intriguing for you? I really like the campus and the new science complex because I'm a biology major. And then Coach really drew me here because she's just, her personality's great. She's nice, welcoming, and a good coach. Um, you, you talked about your biology major. Yeah. What, what got you interested in biology and, and that wanting to be kind of the major that you chose? Well, in high school, I took a lot of bio and chemistry classes and I liked them. So my sister was also a biology major. So long-term would that dovetail into a medical career or what kind of, how would that work? I'm not sure what I want to do, but I, I know I don't want to be a doctor because I don't want to go to school forever. (laughs) Uh, During COVID, I heard that you and Max spent a good amount of time. You kind of went to Florida and Mm -hmm. played in the South. How did that help you to kind of be away and do kind of some of that stuff? So, yeah, we spent last fall, instead of moving on to campus, we went to my grandparents' house in Florida. And it was just nice because we actually got to play until Christmas. We were outside every day, all day, pretty much. We went from, I mean, it's just warm weather is great because you can do everything, every activity. We played tennis, golf, swam, bike, ran, <laughs> exercised. It's, it was just a good opportunity. A lot of people have that sibling rivalry or they don't get along, but uh, how's your relationship grown stronger since you and Max have been here? Um, it's good. We can talk about everything and like what's going on. It's nice to just have someone to talk to about golf and just life and school in general, because we're close. We've lived together our whole lives. It's just easy. How'd you get started in golf? My grandpa, actually, he retired, um, probably when I was like five, I want to say. And then I kind of would play around with him and Max, but I didn't really get into it until I was probably 11 or 12. What's kind of, was there an early memory or, or something that made you realize that I'm pretty good at golf? There is one putt that I remember my first tournament, which I won. It was only nine holes, but like the second hole of the tournament, I had like a probably 70 foot putt downhill. My grandpa was caddying for me. He was like, just hit it, you know, try and get it close. And I drained it. And so that just, that was a nice memory. Pretty awesome memory. Yeah. Uh, Do you have, as you 
a favorite course or a place that you guys play a lot that, that is like, that's my course that I'm really, really good at? Um, I would say my hometown course, Ashland Golf Club. I work out there and I play every day and I'm friends with all the cart barn guys, the pro, everyone knows me. So it's just a nice atmosphere and i love the golf course i never get tired of playing it so how's uh how's eagle crest compared to it i like eagle crest a lot too actually it kind of reminds me of ashland golf club and like there are a lot of trees and you have to place the ball in certain areas to make it easier but i like eagle crest a lot too you guys had a lot of success at Eagle Crest last year. You get to win your home tournament in the Spork. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of winning overall that the team was able to do. Granted, I know you finished to run up to Central at Toledo and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But uh, what was it like last year to see the success that this team had? It was great. It definitely gives us something to strive for every time because we know we have the talent and we put in the hard work. So we're deserving of every win we get. Got a note from coach that said you were selected one of the co-captains this year. Yes. What was that honor like and how'd she surprise you with that honor? Um, she just told me probably a week or two ago. And I'm very blessed and honored to be a leader on the team. And it's just, I think it'll be a great opportunity to help everyone grow. A lot of underclassmen on this team versus a lot. Usually you have a bunch of seniors there's no true senior on this roster. How do you have to, to kind of lead knowing that you've got three freshmen and you four sophomores and two juniors? I tend to lead by example. So I'm not the most talkative person, but I put in the hard work. People see it. It pays off. And I'll be there if you have any questions, if you need to talk to someone. So just being present, I guess. Is there a person or that you watch on TV on the tour that you kind of look up to and respect that their game is or that you emulate yours off of a little bit? Um, well, I don't know so much that, but my favorite player is Justin Rose. And he just seems like a really good guy, friendly guy. And I just like that about him. If you could play golf anywhere a course that you've maybe never even played is there a course that you would go play oh probably augusta <laughs> is what i would say you guys have played close but not actually at augusta though right yeah um this upcoming spring you head to florida here in a few days mm -hmm. what's the the most exciting thing for you about the spring i love going to florida florida's like a second home to me because my grandparents live there half the year and i'm looking forward to the mac because we're gonna win the mac championship a lot of people so. have tried to unseed kent state what makes this team ready to be able to do it we have the talent and we're putting in the work. And I think if you put in the work, you truly believe it, we'll show up and we'll play. Last year as a freshman, you were second on the team in scoring average this year right there as well. Uh, how have you improved your golf game since you got to, the, to college? Um, I would say, I mean, I've always been consistent, but just becoming even more consistent 
and know when to be aggressive when I play. Yeah. How do you balance that sometimes high risk, high reward versus knowing it slow and steady sometimes pays off a little easier? Yeah, I would say it definitely depends on the golf course itself and like where we are in the standing, I guess. But I never like to know the scores and stuff. I try not to think about that because the outcome will be what it will be. So are you superstitious or do you have a routine on the golf course that you kind of got to have to follow? I definitely have a routine, but it's not so much superstitious. I do. So some of my teammates have said that I like, I wear a crucifix or right now it's a miraculous medal, but I tend to like touch that before I putt. So I remember at the Shirley sport that I was with your mom for a minute out there and she she kind of looked over and there was a a priest and a nun out there. You don't see that too often on a golf course, but they came out to to watch you play. Two priests and a nun. Yeah. So I go to St. John the Baptist Catholic Church. So I'm a part of their community. And he said... And they have like discipleship night and fellowship and community nights. So that's kind of a, a nice thing that you've developed bonds here with people in the community and come out to support you in that aspect, right? Yeah, definitely. You learn a lot about a person when you play around a golf with them. I mean, sometimes it's the verbal communication, sometimes the nonverbal communication. How has golf made you a better person? Well, I've never been a super like emotional or physical person on the golf course, like throwing clubs or getting upset. So I guess just it shows you, you have to be even tempered and it doesn't help you to get frustrated with golf. What's your proudest moment on a golf course? Well, one of, this isn't actually about me though. When my brother won the Ohio AM, I was there watching him this past summer. So that was a really great moment. And then for myself, I had a double eagle my senior year of high school. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was, that's impressive. (laughs) Uh, Having the men's team and getting to practice with them and uh, just be around them in general, the cohesiveness between the two programs, how does that help make each side better? I definitely think there's some competitiveness that the guys have more so than girls tend like tendency wise, but And I'm used to playing with guys over the summer. I play with my brother and his friends. So I love the competition, just like putting competition, chipping, whatever, make everything win or lose. Uh, If you had to hit one shot, doesn't matter the distance, what you're going to do. What club are you pulling out of your, your bag and why? Pitching wedge. I just, I don't know. I like that club. I hit it straight. I hit it well. I just like that club and that distance that I hit it outside of golf but what do you like to do i love reading so i think i'm reading too many books at the moment i have about four going so i read anything from like mystery murder nonfiction, pretty much anything and then any sport i'll i'm i will play basketball I used to play soccer, ping pong. I love ping pong. Any sport, I'll play. On the reading side, some people like the the paper book. Some people like just their e-reader. Which are you? I hate online textbooks and everything. So I like to have a physical book. Uh, When you look at it, at leaders, um, everybody has a different style. How would you want somebody to describe your leadership style? I think just like kind 
there when you need them and someone that pushes you, like knows how to push you in a way that will make you the best version of yourself. You're also a member of SAC too, if I remember right. I was last was year. Last I'm year. currently not. Okay. How, uh, what, what is that group in your opinion? What, what's that group do and help EMU student athletes? How do they help them? I think it helps form a community with other student athletes because personally, I don't know a lot of other student athletes, but that introduced me to some that I probably would not have come across just in contact throughout the day. Have you set a goal or a personal best that you want to be this season? I would like to win a tournament individually, and I want to win the MAC as a team. Knowing that it's the MACs are in Toledo this year, Mm -hmm. have you played the course before? We played once this fall. What, what was your impression of the course so far? It's a nice course. I, I like the style, trees. I like, I like a narrow course, and it's in really good shape, so I think it'll be good. Walking or riding? Walking. Always walking. Yeah. Even if you're just out hanging out? Usually, unless I'm lazy. <laughs> but... <laughs> This has been another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast, powered by Learfield and presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Tune in every Monday for new episodes all year long. And don't forget to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts for all of our episodes on demand.